0: Welcome to this live video and Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast. This is a caffeine cast, a short, sharp shot in the arm of motivation and inspiration. So hello, everyone. If you're watching in, send me any question you want to. I'll happily answer it in the Disruptive Entrepreneurs community live as we go. Now, I believe success is created through consistent daily habits Uh, not You know, massive big wins like the movies and the autobiographies will tell you, but small consistent habits daily. Now, if you love variety and you want freedom and autonomy, I'm kind of one of those entrepreneurs, then that's going to be hard for you and uh, so a bit later on in this video I'm going to be answering four main concepts I think that you can do to build your success daily habits. Hi Amanda, Uh, thanks for saying hi and uh, so you'll want to stay around for that. If you see my eyes moving I've got my show notes here, I've got the recorder here, we're on good, I've got the video here, I've got the equipment here, let's do this. So the question I get asked a lot is Rob what does your daily routine look like? And I'm going to share that with you because I get asked it. But as we go through, I'm also going to look at how you can build your own daily success routine. Because, for example, some people work really well in the mornings. Some people work really well in the evenings and through the night. I know a lot of audio and uh, authors a lot of um, people who publish content they seem to work good in the late evening and through the night that's not me so the first the important thing to say is you've got to do a bit of your own self-testing self-hacking if you like and you've got to find your own seasons within your day you know your spring summer autumn and winter when you're feeling high and on it and juiced and inspired and grateful and when you're feeling absolutely exhausted and you don't want another human being within a hundred yards of you and you just want to kind of lay in a coma if you like and um, the worst thing to do is have important things to do in your autumn and winter energy flows within the day Uh, and then the opposite you're just kind of fiddling on facebook email and admin tasks when you're feeling really good when you could be doing something really impactful or that's of high income generation Okay, so let's go through this then, because I get asked a lot. But as I go through this, please just try and build and discover your own routine. I'm not saying this is what you should do. I'm saying this is what I do. So I get up really early. I think it's great getting up early because I think, you know, the energy in the day is great. It's inspiring, the nature. And it's great to feel that maybe by 10 or 11 a.m., you've already done most of a day's work when a lot of the world have only been up an hour or two. So it kind of gives you that momentum. So I get up about 5.45, either just because I get up at that time or because the kids are jumping all over me. It's one of the benefits of having young kids. If you do, they'll get you up nice and early. Who needs an alarm clock? And I'm straight to Costa Coffee because for me, the day doesn't work, operate, exist. I don't function. I am just this comatose sloth until I've had a four-shot Costa Coffee. Now, I'm definitely not advising that. But for me, that's my one vice and drug. I know a lot of people have alpha brain and you know they have these kind of carb replacements. You could supplement yourself in the morning. That's great. For me, coffee works. Now, I'll go there, I'll drive in the car, or I'll get my chauffeur to drive me. And I know that sounds a little bit, I don't want to sound like um, (laughs) an idiot when I said that, but I'm very much into net time and leveraging time. So I want to make sure I have an audio on in the car. Uh, podcast maybe, or an audio book that I'm listening to, so I can get benefit of the time. Or if I'm having a driver, then I can be doing work because at six o'clock in the morning, the only coffee shop that's open is about four miles away. So four miles at there, four miles back, eight miles. Call that 20 minutes. If you're productive with your time, you could get an hour's work done. If you're leveraging tasks out, you could have all the emails done from the day before that you're tasking out to your VAs and PAs and your team in those 20 minutes that you're sitting in the car waiting for your coffee. So you get. No no extra time or net time. So that's really important. Then once I'm back home, I've created, a, I've built a, a house where it's just, um, I've got the environment I need to work in a great place. So especially for us creativity types, I think it's really important to have a space where you feel inspired, motivated, you feel uncluttered where you can work. And I've got three or four pockets of space of that in my house and also one in my office. And so I'll work there till about, when I say work, till about 7.35, 7.40. And that will be, for me, my highest income generating tasks and my highest level KRAs, which are key result areas. So that might be delegation, it might be uh, checking a project, it might be some very high level or very high finance related tasks that I still feel I need to do myself. Outsourcing, things to leverage. Some of my key result areas might be managing the vision of our team and our business and our companies it might be for example training trainers we have 120 trainers in our company and training them is quite a high level task writing creating podcasts and audios. so there's what as i speak about 345,000 subscribers to the disruptive entrepreneur that you're listening to so if i create a podcast for that that's a great use of leverage time i might be writing part of my book for example because books are great because they're assets if you write an evergreen book you could be earning and selling on that for five or ten years So it's important to state at this time when I'm really inspired and juiced and motivated and energized and caffeinated, you do not do admin. Two of the most common questions I'm getting asked at the moment is where do I buy my watches and where do I buy my gold? People don't know this, but I've invested in gold for 17 years. If you go back to 1971, the birth of fiat currency, the devaluation of money, money's gone down by 85 percent in value since then but you could buy one ounce of gold for about $30, which peaked at over $1,500. Gold is a great defensive asset class. Gold is a great hedge against the matrix and the system. It's a great hedge against inflation. And I finally found someone who I am now partnering and has become a sponsor on the show. And that is Josh Saul of The Pure Gold Company. He has a special offer where you can get a complimentary investor guide and book an appointment to get your own private consultation at pure-gold.co forward slash rob-more. I buy my gold from this company. So if you'd like to just buy the gold or get the investor guide, go right now to pure-gold.co forward slash rob-more. Big shout out to the Pure Gold Company for collaborating and sponsoring this episode or low-value toss at all, though it might be tempting. So I'll do that till about 7.35am, and then my son, it's about 15 minutes before he goes to school, I'll do some putting with with him in his putting green in his bedroom if it's in the winter or in the summer. i built putting green in the front garden, I putt with him, and we do that every morning, they go off to school. And then from 8 to 9, I'll do calls or some kind of training. So whether it's on GoToWebinar or some kind of conference call or teleseminar software, I'll do training and systems for the trainers, for our team, etc. So again, I I see that as a leverage task, and I want to do those early. Also, another great uh, reason why you do leverage tasks early is that... Wow, we're seven minutes in already. (laughs) Then you can get everyone else going on their tasks throughout the day. I mean, if you wait for all your leverage tasks to do at four o'clock... Then the people that you're outsourcing them to don't only have an hour to do them, and then it's the end of the day. So you want to get them done before they get up. So the first emails they've got in the morning are their tasks to do for you, and then they've got the day to do them. So that's another important reason why. So I only ever take calls between 8 and 9 a.m. and never answer the phone, unless it's obviously my fiance, and that's a very smart thing to do, but never answer the phone. Because always people always say to me, Oh, people are phoning me all the time and interrupting me. So I make a rule: don't answer the phone. If it's an emergency, they'll call back, they'll call back, they'll call your mum, they'll call your dad, they'll call your sister. So you know, don't wait. or they'll leave loads the messages so if it's an emergency it'll get through but the thing is most people make up their emergencies your emergencies and they're not really emergencies so i make a rule don't answer the phone but people know if they want to get in touch with me or they want some kind of call meeting they have to go through a couple of gatekeepers if you like but i'll do that between eight and eight thirty and then eight thirty to nine I'll do group training or group calls where I can leverage my time even more. Then nine o'clock, my job, my daily routine, my work is done. So that might sound like, um, you know, either that's not a lot of work or, you know, that's great that you can leverage the maximum amount of that of that time. But if I did those functions starting at 3 p.m., I wouldn't even get them done by 8 p.m. because that's not my spring and summer time of energy in the day. So I, could, I can get three times as much work done in my spring and summer time early in the morning which works for me again i said this earlier it might work for you later in the day so you might do the same principles but you might reverse the the time and put them later if that's good for you because you know people don't interrupt you before 9 a.m that's another great reason to get all of your key result areas income generating tasks done early but also some people won't interrupt you after 7 or 8 p.m so if that's when your energy starts to get better then you know you can you can switch that around Okay, so from 9 till 9.30, I'll usually do the gym, but sometimes I'll do the gym. I have a gym in my basement for the winter and I have a gym outside for summer. And I, I, I built in my in my house, so I re- removed the excuse of, oh, I can't be bothered to drive 10 minutes to the gym. And you could do calls while you're doing your workout. Now, obviously, you don't want people to think you're a complete weirdo. So you've got to tell them that you're working out if you're banding a bit too much. But you know, you might be able to do your weights while you're taking calls, something like that. Or if you're listening in on Uh, conference calls around the world you could do your workout then so I'll either do my workout 8.30 to 9 or 9 to 9.30 then 9.30 till 10.30 I'll go into the office two days a week maybe we have about 50, 55 staff at Progressive. Currently we're on a big hiring campaign, so that may be up to 70 by the time I get back, hopefully. And so I'll go in and do high level strategy meetings. So I'll have meetings with our MD, maybe catch up with my assistants and my researcher to to you know, find out what they need to do for me and I need to do for them. And I must admit, sometimes I end up staying in the office till 12 o'clock just because I kind of I can find problems that aren't there or get my beak involved in things because I'm there. I only live about a mile and a half away from the office, but I try and get myself away and out by 1030, 11. So all important meetings will be done nine to 11 o'clock window, but ideally 930 to 1030 and then 11. uh, Usually my assistant sends me home and has to kick me out of the office. And in, on a non school day, I'll go out and play golf with Bobby for a few hours in the afternoon. That seems to be a good time. On a non work day, I'll just do whatever I choose. So I may just write because I like writing, or I may spend some time with my family or whatever. And my second coffee comes at, uh, about lunchtime because that's my kind of first, you <clears throat> know, my crash of energy. And I'm sure you'll feel those too. So it's very important not to put very important meetings when you have decision fatigue, you have no energy, because when you have your dips in the day, we all have them, don't we? You might get the carb coma at 3 o'clock, or you might have an energy dip at 11 because you were, a pro- you were really prolific until then. What a lot of people do is they put meetings in reactionary, i.e. they need the meeting at that time, okay. But if you put the most important meeting of your life, the most important sale or joint venture at 11 o'clock, when you're, you're decisioned out and you're on a caffeine crash or a carb coma, then you're going to be terrible in that meeting and that's really going to affect your business decisions, and the trajectory of your business and your results. So you're kind of like hacking or gaming yourself in that you're second guessing where your highs and lows, ebbs and flows of energy are. And you're putting the most important high level income generating and key result areas in the spring and summer high energy times. And you save all of your admin and all of your follow up emails. If you tune into a a, a past podcast of mine, I talk about email management systems, and how to manage emails and 80, 90% 80, percent of your emails are non-income generating and they're not key result areas and they should just be filed. And you should go through them just in those lulls in your day in, the, in that uh, where you, you, you don't need to do anything productive and then it doesn't really matter if it's done or not. All right, great. So I may do an occasional keynote speech in the afternoon or the evening. I used to speak 250 days a year. Now, just a bit less. I like to do podcast recordings in the sort of the late afternoon when I've picked up again, so I'll sometimes I only need to do sort of a couple of those a week, and then come sort of five five thirty, I'll put the kids to bed and read Bobby Golf stories, and uh, and then six o'clock onwards, I'll watch um, film autobiographies occasionally, kind of um, fiction or escapism films or Netflix series, but mostly I like to sort of net time principle again, and I like to watch educational documentaries, biographies through the evening, and and spend time with my fiance in the evening. And then when Gemma's getting ready or um, she's doing something else for half an hour or an hour, then I just get on the phone and i just play around on Facebook or maybe do some of my posts on Facebook or some of those non-income generating tasks. Uh, And there has my daily routine. Now, I'm telling you that, A, because I get asked that a lot, but B, because I want to help you architect your success habits in your day. Because if you imagine, most people only really get three or four good hours work done every day. So if you game yourself and second guess yourself, and you put those in the spring and summer of your energy levels, compounded over 5, 10 and 20 years, that's going to be hundreds or thousands of hours saved or leveraged and tens, hundreds, maybe even millions of pounds extra made. So those four things I, I said I'd share with you, which are for, for general daily success habits are number one, you need to sort of test and Have a little analysis of your energy throughout the day for the next week or so. Work out the consistent times where you're buzzed, where you're inspired, where you're creative and then the times when you're a little bit demotivated you have decision fatigue where you shouldn't be making any decisions because you're just tired where you have your comas and your crashes so you'll build a sort of Gantt chart if you like and you'll build this sort of model where maybe it's 5:45 to 7 a.m you're on fire like i am maybe kind of 10 30 to 11 a.m you hit your first crash maybe 3 to 4 p.m you hit your second crash or if you're opposite to me, maybe seven till eleven p.m. You're in creative mode and you're writing, and you're you're kind of uh, you're in flow. That's the first thing. The next thing you need to do is build your key result areas, your income generating tasks, the things that you leverage, the things that you outsource, the instructions that you give, and the leadership tasks that you do. They must go in those around about three hours of high energy, high state, high flow. And if you just didn't work any extra, but you just juggled your tasks around. Your day and your week and your life would completely change as would your bank balance. The third thing you then need to do is compartmentalise your diary and give someone else the responsibility of managing it for you because you'll game yourself doing what I'm telling you and you'll create this great system and all these blocked out times and no one can book anything in at this time and that time and you create the rules and that you teach the world how you operate your day and you don't feel out of control and you've got everything under control and then you'll feel an emotion halfway through one of your compartmentalised blocks and you'll give up and you'll go and do something else and you'll mess around on Facebook and you'll check a few little emails and you'll waste an hour or two. So your PA or your VA or someone else or a system needs to manage your diary for you And they need to interrupt you. They need to keep you focused and motivated. I'm on a book writing boot camp. You can see the the nice backdrop. I'm actually at Centre Parks. And um, one of the main benefits of, of coming here is that the life can't interrupt them because we're in the middle of a forest. And as soon as they start wanting to let themselves off the hook, I'll just set another task and I'll set the timer. And they can't stop until the next 23 minutes or the next 33 minutes. So some, you know, because you're the easiest person to lie to and you're the easiest person to let off the hook. So the third thing you need to do is to have someone else responsible for compartmentalizing your diary. And then from your testing that you do, you put these non-negotiable. No one can delete. No one can change chunks in your diary. So mine, 545 to 725 is one chunk. High income generating, high key result area tasks that 15 minutes for putting with Bobby can never be moved no one can delete that it's probably in red and then the calls eight till nine the individual calls eight to eight thirty and then the group trainings eight thirty to nine they they are a different color they can't be changed and um there you go job done you have a compartmentalized diary and then you're you, you know you should then have a daily routine which sets you up for success now as i said at the start of this audio and video podcast this routine every day will compound in weeks months and years and the saved and leveraged time and the bank balance will significantly change trajectory so don't think of it as you've got to do the you going to you know you've got to work 97 hours a week or you've got to do these massive win huge tasks you've just got to do the small things right consistently every day all right then So I hope you've enjoyed this caffeine cast on daily success habits. Remember, success is a consistent daily action which means that anyone can do it. If you have any questions, comments, shares, feedback, please join me in the Disruptive Entrepreneurs Community, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Disruptive Entrepreneurs Community. I'll carry on the discussion right now if you're tuning in live and if you're listening in. And also, if you would give a review for the Disruptive Entrepreneur on the the iTunes or Stitcher uh, websites, I'd be really grateful. Uh, whilst it's got to be your review if i were to suggest anything it might be five stars but if you do put a review come and let me know and i'll give you a signed copy of life leverage my book or one of my audio programs for free as a thank you okay this is rob moore tuning out and if you don't risk anything you risk everything